voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call letter and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and good evening, and a big hello from Indianapolis, Indiana, where the weather has turned perfect, I might say, on this September 2nd, show 596, the usual, all the crew, the suspects are all here in place, ready to give you a great show. And with that, take it away, Jeff. Well, thank you very much. I was going to say the crew, but well, not the cutting crew, which is another uh, rock group. But uh, well, yeah, I just you got in your arms today. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we'll start things off with the radio news from a national perspective, follow it up with the calls and feedback, and we'll come up next with Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. Next up on the bill, Bill Sparks will have a feature on Hurricane Katrina, and this was from Fox News with Shepard Smith. My classic air check takes us back to uh, May 5th, I should say, 1966, and we're going to hear Chris Edwards on radio station WHEWAM 1600 on the dial from Riviera Beach. And finally, we're going to be doing something that I'd like to do for the next few weeks and show what Top 40 radio sounds like because my daughter Brenna said, well, why don't you play the stuff that I listen to? Unfortunately, she couldn't be here today because she's involved with a martial arts. Uh, it's called Gungdo, which is called sword fighting, and she does that. And I don't want to mess with her when she's got a sword in her hand. And then finally, we'll listen to Z100, WHTZ, and Afternoons is held down by Maxwell and Christo. Uh, or, and we'll see what that sounds like. All in all, I guess we could say that we have a very, very, very busy program this afternoon or this evening or this morning, depending on where you're listening. Yes, we do. We get a lot of feedback and all over the world, and we really, really appreciate Anybody from the panel have anything before we slip into that award? Well, I think news? I, I had a different feeling trip when I went to Pittsburgh. I'm back now here in Massachusetts, but I went to Pittsburgh, and I would always, in the old days, be immersed in Pittsburgh radio. I'd be going up and down the dock because that's what I had with me. You know, you didn't have all the... But, I mean, and I'd say, boy, I wish I could listen to the Red Sox, or I could wish I could do this. Or, But the, the other day, Cam Newton was cut as quarterback of the Patriots, and I was able to just ask uh, Miss A at uh, uh, my, my ex-wife Linda's house to play 98.5 The Sports Hub, and I got to hear the people reacting to it, you know, the, the hosts and the and the callers. I got to hear all the Red Sox games that I wanted to hear. I, the one time I did use radio to advantage was um, on a Saturday night. I went to my grandson's uh, youth football game, and luckily the Red Sox were playing the Indians, so I was sitting in the stands, you know, following the game, but I was also listening to the Red Sox on uh, WKBN at 570 in um, in Youngstown, and later WTAM was coming in better, so I was listening there. So that made it like the old days. I mean, I remember specifically how aggravating it was to not hear the games for one year in 78 and went down, and 
made a whole series in Cleveland. I could follow them. Uh, so really, nowadays, it doesn't matter, and we say this every week, it doesn't matter where you are. You can listen to, you know, whatever you want anyway, exactly. and it's, it's yeah. amazing. It's great. It, no, it had a whole different feeling. I, I was away, but I wasn't away. You know what and I mean? I, and I, I do have, have some news. That. Oh, go ahead. And I, I do have some that. news uh, from that Lionel, and I, I wanted to bring it up before the radio news because it's uh, it really doesn't relate to radio, but it does for people who are who like the service. It's a service called Lowcast, and just to give you a brief explanation of what it is, it was a series of receivers where you could watch television stations in specific markets, and they were in the five hundred one three C. They asked for they asked for donations. You didn't have to give money to them, but if, but if you gave money to them, you wouldn't get a fifty an ad every fifteen minutes telling you to give money to them. <laughs> um, and they would they would broadcast from New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, Boston, Charlotte, and all over the. You know, they have thirty five different markets, and they weren't the first to try this. Another company called Ariel did this back, uh, but maybe uh, maybe uh, maybe twenty years ago. Um, but they got in trouble because uh, they were asking for money and having those solicitation ads and the judge in New York said or the federal court district in New York State said that's what the court was said that that was violating copyright laws however I do believe they can probably get around that if they restructure the way they're doing it I don't know that they're going to do that but but Lionel was very upset because he says not everyone can afford the high prices of cable television and this gave him the opportunity to watch his local channels paying five dollars a month rather than uh, you know a hundred dollars a month or 79 or 89 or 90 dollars a month so that's all I'll say about that and I think Gary was going to say something it was I think it was Bernie I thought it was Gary. No, it was Gary. Was it Gary? Yeah, I was just going to talk about uh, your trip, Chris. And when I asked you years ago when we went to uh, San Jose, I had a radio with me because I wanted to see who was doing what out there. But I found that I listened to what I would normally listen to, uh, you know, uh, in the mornings or whatever. So, yeah, you don't have to uh, really bring a radio anymore anymore. No, well, I was glad I did for the ball, you know, when I was at my grandson's football game for the Red Sox game, that was fine, and that brought me back, you know, it was almost like tuning in something on the crystal set, thinking back to other years when I struggled to get WTIC in Hartford to maybe hear a little bit of a Red Sox game, you know, that kind of thing. Well, and you, you know you're exactly right, it's it's like when, when I went to Maine a few weeks ago, the only time I focused on the radio was in the car. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, you can check even on TuneIn to see where the local stations are if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's just it's a whole different world now. The way you can stream. Oh yeah, when I'm in Florida, every morning I get up before I set my. I'm awake. I listen to the fan morning show. I, you know, if the <laughs> iHeart or tuning goes down, I'd I'd be jonesing. I would have a problem. But the I, one yeah. time I did uh, tune in KDK uh, yesterday morning was to get the weather because we were having the remnants of uh, of Ida, and I did want to see you know what they were saying about that because it was where I actually was. There are times you do want the local. I'm sure, sure. You know, when yeah. something's going on in Florida, you know, on certain right. days you'll put on uh, the stations and, and see what's happening. But other days it's like, well, I kind of know it's kind of you know nothing's really sure. happening. I'll check the news a little bit, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'm, I'm more interested in what's going on in Indianapolis, you know, where my teams are and my and I used to listen to BZ News every every morning. And, and afternoon, just kept up with easy everything that's going on here. Well, how about if we keep but up even, with the radio news? Hey, we can do that. Even, even, radio even, when, I did, uh, even when I did mornings, uh, there were people who would listen different places in the country, and not not so much. I mean, now it's crazy. Now it's just yeah, rampant. Yeah. But even then, they would. So yeah, it's it's kind of cool the way it works. I mean, yeah, it's 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 like you're. 
not there and it's just getting so easy i'll just say this real quick before we do that award-winning news we switched internet providers because i knew in florida most of the time but i needed something for here and and i got this verizon thing 5g or whatever it is and home and all i had to do was plug it in and get ira to read me the password and I've had it set up in a few, like Doug said, or Dave said, there's people that can hook things up, and then there's Bill. In other words, I'm way behind the curve. <laughs> but I got this so hooked Bill up. friendly is what it is. Yeah, but it, it's, it worked, and it's up and going. So it's the latest new wave. So let's get that and How much is it a month? Um, you can get 5G... Internet that in, you know includes your whole house fifty dollars a month. Now, I opted for a landline, which cost me an extra nineteen bucks a month for the landline, which gave a total of seventy for broadband service. And you know, but I was paying almost two hundred and some two hundred dollars for for one of our other cable, okay, like Comcast. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's just a box that you plug in. Just a right box here. you plug in. And we'll see. You know, Do you plug we, it in your outlet in the wall or just like your electrical outlet? Oh, come on, let's move on. Come on, okay. guys. Let's, go, let's but, move on a little bit. All right. All right. So anyway, but it was no problem. It's okay, Jeff. It's okay. <laughs> all right. I'm Just Jeff Pinnacle News Radio. It is what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Detroit, Michigan gets a new sports radio station. Bonneville makes changes to its sports radio station in Phoenix, Arizona. And there are sports radio changes in Seattle, Washington. We'll also have some executive action and news on the street. It was another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and sports is making news. Let's move our microphones to Detroit, Michigan, where Beasley Media has made changes to the radio landscape on two translators, transmit on 93.5 and 99.1. The new name for this sports radio group is the Roar, and they're taking programming from a number of syndicated sources. These include the Michigan Sports Network, the Woodward Sports Network, and Sports Map Radio. In other sports-related news, Bonneville is making changes at its sports radio station in Phoenix, Arizona. The radio station is KMVP-FM, and they transmit on a frequency of 98.5. The big change here is a new morning show for the radio station. And here's how it all plays out. Midday hosts Dan Bigley and Vince Morata will move to mornings at the radio station. Dan Bigley came to this radio station after working at 910 KGME-FM, and he was also a sports columnist at the Arizona Republic newspaper. Murata joined the radio station in 2011, and he also is a columnist for ArizonaSports.com, as well as the public address announcer for the NBA Phoenix Suns. This brings an end to the Doug and Wolf morning show. Ron Wolfley, however, will continue working at the radio station. He'll be handling middays for radio station KMBPFM in Phoenix, Arizona. In other news, let's move our microphones to Seattle, Washington, where morning changes are being made at KIROAM. They transmit on a frequency of 710 with the sports format. Morning co-host Paul Gallant is out. Paul Gallant tweeted that after two years at the radio station, his employment with the radio station has come to an end. Paul Gallant will be replaced by Mike Salk, who is the program director of the Bonneville radio stations in Seattle, Washington. Finally, according to reliable sources and an article in the Dallas Morning News, it looks like the Dallas Cowboys will be leaving ESPN Radio KESN-FM. The new home for the Dallas Cowboys will be KEGL-FM with their hybrid talk rock format. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now it's time to take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Folks living in the Orleans, Louisiana, 
Louisiana will notice some missing radio stations caused by the storm damage from Hurricane Ida. WZRH-FM and WVDU-FM share the same tower, and that tower was destroyed by Hurricane Ida. There's only a 200-foot section of the tower that's left standing. Both radio stations are operating from auxiliary sites. iHeartMedia has also reported to the FCC that five of its seven radio stations in New Orleans, Louisiana, are off the air. These stations include KVDU-FM, WRNO-FM, WNOE-FM, WYLD-AM, and WODT-AM with their Black Information News format. Congratulations go out to Jade Springer, who's the new program director at radio station WRIF-FM in Detroit, Michigan. Jade Springer is replacing Scott Jamison, who's the national program director of radio stations in Detroit, Michigan, for Beasley Media. Scott Jamison will continue programming Classic Rock Radio Station 94.7 WCSX-FM in Detroit, Michigan. Now let's congratulate Joey Tack, who's the new assistant program director at radio station WLHK-FM in Indianapolis, Indiana. Not only is he the assistant program director, he's also the new morning co-host for the radio station, working alongside Mindy Winkler. We'll provide you with an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio Live broadcast. Our prayers go out to Howie Rose, who's the sports announcer for the New York Mets. Howie Rose tweeted that he'll be ending his announcing chores for the New York Mets because he's undergoing some medical procedures, but he hopes to be back with the team next year. In other news, let's move our microphones to WABC AM in New York City, where they've hired Matthew Meany as their assistant program director. Matthew Meany has been with the radio station since 2014. He started his career as a board operator, but later became executive producer of the Bernie and Sid Morning Show. Now let's move our microphones to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but Dawn Stenson will be handling the 10 a.m. till noon midday talk shift at radio station WPHT-AM. Don Stenson will also continue working as a co-host with the Rich Stenzler Morning Show as well. In other news, iHeartMedia has made changes to the radio landscape in Austin, Texas. Could the 80s oldies format be the new thing? We've already seen iHeartMedia make changes in San Francisco, California at KOSF-FM with their 80s-based classic hits format. Well, now the 80s classic hits format is going to be heard in Austin, Texas via a translator on 103.1. And we'll also provide you with an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Congratulations go out to Tina Pemichuan, who's the new CEO of St. Louis Public Radio. Tina Pemichuan comes to this radio group after working at radio station KALWFM in San Francisco, California, also a public radio station. And after 11 years, Mike Crane has resigned his position as director of Wisconsin Public Radio. There were no comments, and Wisconsin Public Radio has not announced a replacement at this time. According to media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Progressive Insurance, followed by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, indeed the employment recruiting firm, Home Depot, and Mattress Firm. It's always sad when we have to report the death of two radio announcers, one working for Southern Stone Communications in West Palm Beach, Florida, and one working for Cumulus in Nashville, Tennessee. Phil Valentine and Mark Bernier were talk hosts who called themselves anti-vaxxers, and both talk hosts passed away due to COVID-19. Another pleasant news, you know that there's the Hall of Fame of Rock and Roll in Cleveland, Ohio, where there's going to be another Hall of Fame in Chicago, Illinois, recognizing Chicago groups and musicians. Included in the first year of induction are the group Chicago, the Buckinghams, Buddy Guy, and Cheap Trick, just to name a few. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team. This is Charles Beeble from Baltimore. Uh, Kevin Tennessee used to be on WCAO in the uh, late 70s. Um, he was pretty good. He really was. He talked about the station you grew up with. I like the way he said that. And he would also talk about 
Greg Fischel's official weather forecast. The most accurate forecast in town, they'd say. And they would call themselves uh, someplace special. And in 1982, I remember the weekend they changed from uh, rock, you know, to country. Uh, they, they said that they were your original rocker in Baltimore. I think they probably were. Listener comments are always welcome. So give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. There well, you go. Thank wanna, you, Jim. What's that, Bill? I said thank you. Oh, no problem. I just enjoy well, you know, putting put this stuff together. One thing, though, know, Jeff, you oh. said the Dallas Cowboys. Actually, it's the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Cowboys are 105.3 The fan. It's Dallas Mavericks that are leaving 103, 103.3 ESPN and going to the Eagle. Okay. There was another talk host that died by the name of Dick Farrell, who worked in Palm Beach, and he worked in Miami. He died from the COVID. Oh, I didn't know about that one, but I knew about the two that yeah. we had before. So, um, you know, if it happens, it happens, and I'm not going to politicize it or anything like that, but it was definitely something that made the news. It is what it is. Right. It is what it is. It is exactly. It is. Um, but nice to see the people calling in on that feedback line. That That's really cool the last yeah, few that's weeks. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about calling in, actually. Yeah. I mean, hey, this is Bernie. I, I, I'll never remember till to, to Thursday, so I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> well, that's my problem. All right, Jerry, yeah, can you unmute yourself, Jerry? You've got your hand raised. Go ahead, Jerry. So Jerry. Jerry. Be with us. Go, ahead, go ahead, Jerry. Jerry. Star six, Jerry. Go ahead. He knows. Uh, you may be, there he is. Go ahead, Jerry. There he is. We want to, I'll tell you what, uh, WWL did a fantastic job of covering Hurricane Ida. Yep. They're still doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to talk about that in a minute, Jerry. Yeah. They were mentioning places where people could get ice and where they could get water and where they could get gasoline and stuff like that. I mean, it, and the way they, they linked a bunch of stations together there was fantastic. Yeah. I really like the morning guy. I heard him. I, I heard some coverage Sunday night, but Monday morning I heard some coverage, and it was really good. The guy, uh, clearly he'd been there a long time, you know, Tommy oh, Tucker. Yeah. Tommy Tucker. Yeah, and he's been he there a long time. And everybody, he, he talked to the parish officials and stuff. They all knew who he was. I mean, it was a real throwback to the old days where stuff would happen. And you knew that the host, even though they maybe were a general you know, radio host, which is what he would normally be, you know, talk about all kinds of stuff in the morning. Sure. But he wasn't just a talk show host. He, he could do you, you just knew he'd been there long, and these people trusted him. They knew he'd get the word out, and they knew about him. They'd say, well, how did you do getting in from where you live? And, you know, those kinds of things. It was really brought back, like, a feel of the 60s and 70s. Well, and it, it also was that kind of thing where we talked about earlier. You could get it on any device, and you could yeah. listen to what's exactly. going on in New yeah. Orleans because you wanted to know. One thing, yep. I, like I said, I, I was going to talk about this right before the Shepard Smith thing, but, you know, but we'll talk to Sherry right up. We'll bring it now. One thing I like, and I, I listened to WWL started, oh, I started Saturday off and on. And Sunday and Monday, I really listened. They, as someone would call in and talk about a friend or relative or they needed rescuing, they were having this problem, said, we'll get, well, they were getting the information the yeah, they EMTs were. And, you know, they were giving addresses. Uh, they yeah, were giving yeah, addresses giving to addresses. go to. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and there was a lot of that uh, when I was listening. Those same time frame. We have another hand that's raised. Al out in Palm Heights, Ohio. Can you unmute yourself, please? Hey, Al. I got your name right today. <laughs> yeah, 
I know. He didn't call me Dick from uh, wherever. <laughs> yeah, he, right. <laughs> yeah, that would happen yesterday. He'll tell you yeah. story about that later. But anyway, I also want to commend the WWL for a great job. I heard him Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon a little bit. And uh-huh. During the Indians' rain delay, I heard him Sunday afternoon. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, lengthy rain. That was funny. I knew that was going to happen. I was in Pittsburgh. I said, we're going to get a thunderstorm in about an hour or two because the Red Sox were not starting. And I said, uh, we're, they, we're going to get And we did. We had a pretty big one uh, <clears throat> right around 4 o'clock, but it hit them a little earlier. Right. And, I, and uh, getting back to WWL, a great coverage. They were taking phone calls Sunday. It's one lady that was driving from uh, New Orleans to Memphis. I could see some, uh, go save some relatives. And Monday morning, they wow, those guys. I wonder those guys were up day and night, probably. I don't know if they were able to. Leave. Well, they all, but they, they had people from all four of their stations WWL, Bayou 95.7, Magic 105, 1019, and B95, B97. They all, anybody who was connected to the voice track or they all camped out in the station, so they had a rotating. Yeah. yeah, what they what they do, a BZ did this with a Blizzard of 78. They had everybody in the hotel, the Ramada Inn, right by the stage, right across the street. And they all would just go, you know, they lived at the hotel for six days. And they went over and they'd do their shows and, and come back and come in and help each other out sometimes if things got really busy. And they were doing the we same kind of thing with the dresses and all that through. stuff for people who needed to get somewhere, you know, medical emergencies and things like that. You know, they were doing that on BZ for that as well. Yeah, when go, ahead, go ahead, Brady. Really you, you wanted to up. say something. Go ahead, Brady. Yeah. We, well, we actually had uh, a couple of times during my full-time tenure at Emmis where we stayed in hotels and had to walk across from the hotel to the radio station because nobody, uh, nobody could get anywhere. Yeah. It actually wasn't even easy to walk. Oh, oh and one other thing, uh, that's another reason I called, is that, is that the same Mindy that works at the B105 on Saturday mornings that's working at WLHK? Yeah. Yeah, that was just curious. I heard Mindy, you know, a few weeks ago on a Saturday. Yeah, I took a break. That's, from, that's the same person. I took a break from the left. She sounds pretty good. I like her. Everybody, uh, everybody take care. Uh, hey, Al, I would take a break from the legend too. <laughs> if I could. You, you are the legend, though. Uh, no, everybody, everybody would miss you if you took that break, though. Yeah, well, I would, Gary's becoming the legend. Yeah. Well, I, there you go. He's, I, he's I, the I, young I, legend. Still yeah. The, the uh, more experienced legend. I was afraid we were going to have to call you in yesterday, Bernie. That we were going to crash all the listeners, and you'd have to come and bail us out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I called but apparently up. Bill said, but apparently Bill says we did okay. So I called up some yeah. of my friends and said, please, please, <laughs> please, please, whatever you do. He paid him. Yeah, that's why we're broke today. But um, <laughs> anyway, but I guess we're time for Jennifer's call letter and format changes. And now maybe next week it'll pick up. But she was sure disappointed in the crop this week. She said it's getting worse and worse by the week. Hello everyone, I'm Jennifer Sparks and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of September 2nd. WBDL FM 102.9 Reedsburg, Wisconsin changes calls to WBOO FM KINA AM 910 Selena, Kansas changes slogan from Fox News Talk 910 KINA to KINA Selena KVLI AM 1140 Lake Isabella, California, changes slogan from News Talk to Outlaw Country 103.7. KWMN FM 99.3, Rushford, Minnesota, changes slogan from The Hawk 99.3 to 
Winoma Sports Network, 99.3. WSHC-FM, 89.7. Shepherdstown, West Virginia, changes format from adult alternative to news. KIIXAM, 1410, Fort Collins, Colorado, changes slogan from Kicks Country AM, 1410, to KIIX AM 1410. WINZ AM 940, Miami, Florida. Changes slogan from 940 WINZ Miami Sports to 940 WINZ. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. And wow, she, not many of them there. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, and, and before, notice, before somebody does it, Bill, it, it, it was Salina, Kansas. And inevitably, you know, yeah. when we do, somebody will call in, hey, oh, you yeah. messed up. So, By the well, way, the, I, the, uh, <laughs> I was looking at the radio column, and, and as one of the radio columnists that I read said that this Labor Day weekend there's, is the fewest format changes that he's ever seen, that, that, that it's people just aren't doing anything right now. And I really believe it's because of the state of the economy and getting back to things and uh, that people aren't gambling on making changes right now. Well, because they just don't the, want to take a chance. No yeah. one knows, yeah. you know, Bernie, no one knows what's going to happen in the next year or so. I mean, right. obviously, right. It's gonna, we think it's going right. to get better, and I, I sure hope it is. But yeah. when you when you run a radio station, you got to pay you got to pay employees, and then if you have to change working places or working conditions, it's a little tough to start reviving a station and trying to get a new format on the air. When you have, you to know, we with, talk about uh, format changes and and uh, the sports. You see, this, between the stuff you gave Jeff and the stuff that Jennifer gave, it was all almost all of it was sports. And uh, I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. The NFL, they started the NFL season. You know, we talk about the Christmas season and how that's a good opportunity for uh, music stations to decide if they're going to go back to what they were playing or, you know, stop and, and, and change exactly. it. And th- this is the opening the NFL season is the beginning of the sports year as far as these yeah. days are concerned. And that's when sports radio began in Boston and WEI is the day after Labor Day in 1991. So this is not unusual that the, it's the sports stations because it's seasonal. Those two things, music and sports, are a little bit seasonal, you know, too. And well, sometimes also the- politics after an election. You'll see sometimes some talk changes and talk show hosts may be gone after an election, you might see. Go ahead, Bernie. Well, it, it, it's funny, too because, uh, you know, we talk about how things are really tight financially uh, for all these stations, and that's why they're not making format changes. The other day, uh, my boss was looking for someone to work a shift, and I said, hey, I can do it. And he thought about it for a second, and he said, well... You know, we can get one of the full timers to do it for free. Um, <laughs> this was this okay. When I voice track, I work for six hours. I get paid for three. I would have gotten paid for three hours of work, and he thought that was just too much. Yeah, I'm like, okay, things are tough. Yeah, well, yeah. Right that, that is an issue, Bernie. And I mean, I hear it all the time from people I know in the business. Oh yeah. So, I mean. Uh, would, and, it, and it just, but this is going to be the way it is for a while, at least for now. And yeah. I know my, my brother-in-law has season tickets for the New York Giants games. And if, and if he decided that he doesn't want to go and he gives up the tickets this year, he may not be able to get the tickets again next year. And they've had them since right. 1958. So, I mean, he can't even do that. So uh, nope. this is this is going to be, I don't know what the new norm is going to be right now. Because uh, I know the Giants lost to the Patriots last week, uh, twenty-two to twenty. But that's right. That, but don't say too much well, about that, Chris, because I don't no. really. It's an exhibition game. I don't say, say we, much we about. Don't we, when, if you heard our current commentary on exhibition game, you, you can go zero and three and go three and zero, and you could either team could make the playoff, go to the Super Bowl. Everybody plays. Everybody gets ready in a different way, and they play their players differently. And some play starters, some don't. So you really don't take any any any. Uh, 
credence yeah. out of uh, the but exhibition remember, football. Jack knew that. He's not a sportsman. Right. <laughs> yeah, he <And> did. <laughs> by, the, um, by the way, Bernie, on 1075, the fans this morning, they were having a guest co-host. They're, they're interviewing, well, they're giving people tryouts. And one guy was doing pretty well today from the star name, and his name is Greg Doyle. And he was getting so many calls, even, oh. even, even Jeff Smolian called into the Sports Talk show Greg this morning. Doyle. Greg Doyle. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't live here, I know you don't know who he is, but he's already a legend in this town. He is absolutely a phenomenal uh, sports guy from the Indianapolis Star. Uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's he's just incredible. He says it like it is. Uh, he's talking about the Colts who aren't getting the vaccine and how stupid they are. And I'm sorry, folks. I know, I know you're not supposed to get political, but if you're on a team and you're not getting vaccinated, you're you're letting your fan base down. Well, that's why Cam Newton's not. That's not. That's well, why he's not with the if, Patriots. Or yeah, Brett, in, that's part of it. Part of it. If yeah. you were in radio, and this would happen there too. We've got what Radio One. And what was the other company requiring their employees to have it done? Well, we just had a baseball executive in Washington, Bob Boone, at the Nationals. He said he wasn't going to take it. He's gone. So it's the bottom line is. By the way, if you if you want to go to the NAB show in Las Vegas this year, and that that that's that is uh, the same time as the Consumer Electronics Show, you will be vaccinated or you won't be allowed into the show. And they're debating, but they probably will require people to wear masks on the open on the open floor of the show. So that 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 just made nothing wrong with that. I mean, if it's safe, Vegas has a mask mandate anyway. So, but what I'm saying is, this show when when Jeff actually called in the show, I mean literally, and that's that's what tripped that when you when you were talking, you know, and And if the owner calls in, that's probably the seal of approval. He might get the show. Well, it's name wrecking. That's what they want is name wrecking. Sure, of course they do. I mean, oh, so many sports writers have gone into sports broadcasting. You forget that they were even sports writers. I mean, it started here. I mean, it was probably other cities too, but it started here in the sixties and seventies, and and it's just built from there. You know, I mean, the I think think Greg Doyle used to do. uh, I think he used to do sports, uh, NFL sports, and. Cincinnati, so uh, on TV, so he's he's no stranger to no, 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 the radio no. and TV. I, I want them to bring. I want them to bring Yeah, I want to bring back. Bring back Pete Franklin. I, I used to like him, and I'm not no, even a sports person. It's going to be a lot like harder to bring him back. Right? I People know he's gone. I don't think you're going to bring him back. He was very. He was knowledgeable. He was so rude, uh, you know, and, and, and people liked it or they didn't. You know, get off my phone, you know, you know, all this stuff that he yelled at him. He didn't. I mean, he, he was a WFN for a very short time. I don't think he, he, he did. They were they were programming. That was just they, they got it wrong. They were setting up like an ESPN radio that didn't exist yet because ESPN just barely did. And they were setting up ESPN radio on a local radio station. They didn't get it that it needed to be New York. And they then. It only took them a year or two to figure that out. We had that uh, documentary about that a few uh, months ago. It took them a, month, a year or two to get, you know, Mike and the Mad Dog, real people who sound like New York, in there talking about New York. And then they were they were gold and they were off and running. By the way, Sean, for your information, that KFAQ is going to change on the 7th or the 9th. I'm trying to be the 7th. 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 
Spiller. So that station really is switching to sports. That was and not in the state. Jenny just announced it early. Okay. Right. Well, she had a tip-off. It was going to be the 23rd, but they moved it back to the 7th. So Probably something to do with, you know, the networks and what, whatever the case. And I, I also am going to predict this right here, right now. And this has nothing to do with politics. I know somebody will accuse me of it. But the guys that for the Clay Travis that went to that talk show in the middle of the day on on the premiere, I predict that within a year or two, you'll probably be back to sports or something else. I just do not. I cannot see. Well, and I, I heard this, and our local show, one of our local shows actually said this. They're, they they are technically EIB Productions, which is Rush Limbaugh's company, controls that time slot because of the contract. So they are employees of EIB and EIB. So, yeah, it's an EIB premiere coexistence. That's why you still have the same theme song. And oh, all that stuff. You know, what's funny, it. Sean, is you're right, because I get I get emails. because Somehow I got on the iHeart mailing list, and every morning I get an email for a Rush Limbaugh update because they're still pumping these things out of reruns of these things out. Yeah. So I, I still get yeah, an email about it every morning. Of that, but. but yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing of apparently Buck Sexton, his show that he did on Premiere, they're like, no, you use the Rush number because it's under the EIB. So EIB, Rush Limbaugh's wife and the business people and all that, they they have control over the show and they pick it. So until that EIB contract runs out with Premiere, which is 2024, I think it is. Well, that was well, smart. That, mean, that, part, that really you know? kind of means nothing. They could buy it out if, they, if it wasn't. Yeah, they could, that's right. they could buy them out. Yeah. Right. They, they but that was smart. On you know, it keeps keeps his wife, uh, you know, getting getting a steady income for a couple more years. And you know, it, it's, yeah. it's as pretty if she cool. needs it. As if she. They, yeah, they signed yeah. it right. They signed it like right before. Remember, Rush signed that contract right before he came yeah. out with. Uh, well, the thing is, Gary, you know what they always say: the people who who uh, do really need it never figure out how to get it, and the people who don't need it always know how to get it. Yeah, that's well, for what, sure. Speaking of getting it, what about that next segment about that? Yeah, let's, let's see if we can get to this. <laughs> we get to this. This one. That's what uh, we're getting paid to do. Move forward. Move forward. <laughs> move forward. Quit going back. Well. Bernie, this will be the one and only time you hear this particular network on here. <laughs> but this 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 breaks all barriers, and this was good coverage. So it was it was very good back in two thousand five. I really wanted something from WWL, but I was trying to find, and I tried five or six different things. But I think you're going to like this. And Jeff, I even. I even went in and edited this and got it down a little smaller so you'd be happy. So, here you go. Welcome to Ella's Beef Easter's Radio Air Check and Classic TV Channel. says Katrina's destruction is the top priority. Hello, everybody. I'm Jane Skinner. President Bush is cutting his vacation two days short to monitor Hurricane Katrina recovery efforts. He referred to the devastating storm during his speech today. It was marking the 60th anniversary of the end of World War II. He was at a naval air station in California. Mr. Bush drew parallels between the U.S. victory over Japan and the war in Iraq. He expressed appreciation for the sacrifices of American troops in both wars. 
Well, some pretty good news on the economic front. Consumer confidence numbers have been coming in stronger than expected, jumping two points from July to August. Those numbers are closely watched because consumer spending accounts for two-thirds of the activity. There have been concerns that rising energy prices might put a damper on consumer optimism. Analysts point to an improving job market for the latest boost. General Motors is recalling more than 800,000 SUVs and trucks in 14 northern states. That recall involves the 1999 through 2002 Chevy Avalanche, Silverado, Tahoe, and GMC Sierra, Yukon, and Yukon XL. Salt and corrosion and road grime, they're all affecting the anti-lock brake system. And that led to more than 200 low-speed crashes. And those are some of your headlines at the bottom of the hour. Time now to send you back to Shepard, who is in New Orleans. Shepard, a couple of quick questions for you. One of them, you know, there's a lot of talk about these worsening conditions inside the Superdome there. You've got several thousand people. Is there a plan at this point to get them into temporary housing? And what would be a timeline for something like that? Well, they don't know a timeline yet, Jane. They've, they've, every emergency management official whom I've heard speak today said we're having a hard time with timeline. What we know is that the water is rising around the Superdome, that the engineer for the Superdome has now said that the, that the generator, which supplies it with minimal power, not including air conditioning, is showing, quote, signs of strain, and they're trying to figure out what to do about that. They've set up a refugee camp uh, in the city of Gonzales, which is a about a 45-minute drive under normal conditions from here. Of course, that requires that you have a car to be able to get there. So they're trying to figure out ways to get people out of here, and they want to do it before sundown tonight because it, it, it is a long and hot and almost indescribable night in the city. Jane, you know I covered Andrew and I covered Hugo. Jane, this is different. It's different in ways that are impossible to quantify. Sitting in the center of the city of New Orleans with no lights anywhere, no water if you need it, no police if you need them, no nothing. It's a... Uh, it's, it's so lonely. And I want to quote someone on the radio today. Uh, this is WWL Radio, the emergency management uh, station here in New Orleans. And I want to find it because it really struck me. The, the man who's been on this radio station for many years and has seen many disasters here said it's, quote, dark, eerie, lonely, scary, depressing, and dangerous place. And it promises to get more so as the days go by. Uh, local authorities are already talking about their attempts now to get the federal government in, and I'm confident from everything I've heard that the federal government will comply in every way to get the federal government in here uh, to make sure that they can continue to establish order. It's, a, it's an enormous task, Jane. Yeah, enormous is the understatement. It certainly looks very different than anything else, Shepard. I do have to ask you, and I know you're going to tell me not to ask about you guys and the crew, that the people there are more important, but when you were talking about the drive-in and not being able to find gasoline, water, etc., what do crews do who are trying to cover this? Where do you guys stay? How well, do you get food and water? We have, we're not sure yet, Jane. We really don't know. And and that and, and I think I don't normally like to talk about what we do because this is the story back behind us, but it's sort of what all we can report right now. And here, here's the situation today. This morning, we thought, everybody thought, that the bigger story, not that it's not an enormous disaster in southern Mississippi. My God, I mean, that's, that's my home. And it's gone in large parts for, for many miles. But we finally realized how much bigger this is. This is an enormous functioning city, which no longer functions and, and won't function, according to local authorities, for months. So what we did was, the thinking was that we should go to Mississippi. Mississippi is that way. You can't go that way. 
There, the bridge is out. It's flooded. The causeway has shifted. It's not safe. So you have to go that way and come around and go to Baton Rouge, which is 90 miles. And then you have to go up Interstate 55 and come back around. So what should be a 60-mile drive is instead about a 300-mile drive. And that's with bad traffic. So we figured we'll try. We went an hour and a half. We listened to the radio. Finally, emergency management officials were coming on. The same emergency management officials who yesterday were talking about a few weeks, a few weeks, are now talking about a few months, a few months for schools and power. And they're not sure they can keep those deadlines. So we turned around. Uh, we remembered one gas station over a 70-mile stretch that was open. Only one and not a single business for 70 miles to get water or Starburst or milk or baby formula or wet naps or anything. So we turned around and we need gas. So we went to try to get gas. That gas station, the only one for 70 miles, was now out of gas. And it's, as, it's that way as far as you can go in that direction. Um, it's impossible to wrap your arms around how big this is because Normally, the news can cover the story, but this story stretches for hundreds of miles, and it stretches to a place in, in the south and east from here, and in Plaquemines Parish and St. Bernard Parish, where even all of the emergency rescue personnel haven't gone. The local emergency management station is WWL 870. They have not, last night at midnight, the man manning the emergency radio station said it has been ominously and eerily quiet from Plaquemines County. We've not had a single report from Plaquemines County, and that's because the southern tip of Plaquemines County has been taken away by the Mississippi River. It's gone. The levees are gone. It's all underwater, and they haven't heard from anyone there. They will hear from them. They will recover. The mayor has been insistent today. I can see a light at the end of the tunnel, said the mayor of New Orleans. I'm not sure where it is or how long it'll take to get there, but we'll rebuild and we'll be better than we are now. I believe him. The question is, how long is it going to take, Jim? And, and I don't think anybody knows yet. I want to go now to Steve Harrigan, who's in Gulfport, Mississippi. I mean, this is awful, and yet Gulfport, Mississippi, just as it did along with Waveland, Mississippi, and past Christiane in 1969 when Hurricane Camille came in and destroyed the economy of southern Mississippi and wiped out lives and livelihoods for decades. They've been hit again in much the same way, and now the recovery process is beginning. Steve Harrigan, update us, if you will. Shepard, this is a typical house right now near the coast in Gulfport, Mississippi. As you can see, it's a wooden frame house and not much is left. It's the same as just about every other house on this street. Now, with me now is probably one of the luckiest men in Mississippi, Richard Harston. Now, Richard, you decided to ride out the hurricane in this house where there's no more roof, no more walls. Tell me, why did you do that? Well, I had made arrangements to go with some friends to the other side of Orange Grove and uh, back away from the beach and uh, tried to call them, and I couldn't get a line out. So, uh, so many times the title surge, they say he's coming, hasn't come in the past, so I just decided that I'd probably be all right here. So you heard there were bad hurricanes before. It didn't pan out. This time you decided to ride it out here. Now, four tornadoes passed by this house. After you lost your roof, you decided to try and make a run for that post office, that stone building down there. Tell us what happened when you got out onto the street. When I got out into the street, I hit the ground about 150 yards up, and then I hit it again about 
a thousand yards on the backside of the Oasis Hotel. So you remember running out here, hitting the ground. Suddenly, uh, you were 150 yards down the road. Suddenly, another thousand yards down the road. You literally flew down your own front street. Yeah, pretty much. And are you injured at all? No, I was fine. As soon as I got around the hotel, I ducked in behind the hotel, and I was... Not a scratch on him after flying a thousand yards, a man who tried to ride out the hurricane in this house. Shepard, some more video we'd like to show you. We can't get to it ourselves with our truck because it's just about a thousand yards down the street, but there are so many big containers blocking the road, no one can get there. It's one of those sea lions. There are some tourist attractions around here. One of them had four sea lions in it. Those sea lions now are scattered all over southern Mississippi. This one in a puddle down the street, slowly burning to death here in the mid-afternoon Mississippi sun. Shepard, back to you. Steve Harrigan live for us on the southern coast of Mississippi. Steve, thank you. Our best to all of those there in their efforts to rebuild and recover and bury their dead in the days and weeks ahead. Uh, an enormous crisis, an enormous national disaster is upon us. President Bush, of course, is cutting his vacation in, in Crawford short and returning to the White House. We'll get the latest on that in just a moment. Uh, the latest quote from the president of, of uh, Jefferson Parish here in New Orleans, will no longer be the Jets, will no longer be the Jetsons here. We are now the Flintstones, uh, operating on the most minimal circumstances known to man with the possibility of disease ahead. So much work in the city of New Orleans and, and down the coast now necessary. And so many prayers are now asked for by the tens of thousands of people left behind. Coverage continues in a moment. Continuing coverage now of the human tragedy in Louisiana and South Mississippi. The President of the United States is returning from Texas to Washington now to oversee uh, what's happening here. Wendell Gohler, our White House correspondent, is live there for us now. Wendell. Shepard, the president will meet with several of his uh, cabinet secretaries, half a dozen of them, when he returns to the White House tomorrow afternoon. Their departments are assessing the impact of Katrina right now. And aides say Mr. Bush may himself travel to the region later this week to get a first-hand look at the devastation if, his aides say, his visit won't compromise relief efforts. Meanwhile, we can tell you Fox News has learned several oil companies have now officially requested the president release or loan them oil from the strategic oil reserve. No decision on that yet. The scope of the devastation described by the head of the Federal Emergency Management Agency as catastrophic is what convinced the president to give up the last few days of his vacation and coordinate relief efforts from the White House. He has been talking regularly with the governors of the affected states. He'll hold a conference call with them before leaving Crawford tomorrow. The president talked about the aftermath of the storm before a speech to sailors and marines in Coronado, California. The speech marked the 60th anniversary of Japan's surrender in World War II. The president drew a parallel with the war in Iraq. Mr. Bush asked the nation to pray for the people of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, and he promised those people the government is doing all it can to help them. The federal, state, and local governments are working side by side to do all we can to help people get back on their feet. And we have got a lot of work to do. Our teams and equipment are in place, and we're beginning to move in the help that people need. It is still unclear how much damage Katrina did to Gulf of Mexico oil rigs, which supply this country with about a million and a half barrels of oil a day. Ivan put some of them out of commission for a year. There are indications Katrina's damage may be less severe, but officials note it took several days before Ivan's full impact was known. 
energy investors are nervous. They have pushed the uh, price of oil, oil futures that is, back above $70 a barrel. The wholesale price of gasoline up now 50 cents to about $3 a gallon. Shepard, all that's headed our way. Back to you. Wendell Gohler, live for us at the White House. Wendell, thanks very much. With us now on the line is uh, Peter Tehan. He's with the National Red Cross. Uh, Peter, thanks for being with us. Uh, is it your belief yet that you have a sense for the enormity of this disaster? And if so, is it your sense that at some point the Red Cross or someone will be able to get into the center of New Orleans and get people food and water? Well, the American Red Cross's mission is mass care, which includes shelter, feeding, and meeting the emergency needs of clients. And we do that with a lot of different partnerships. And one of those partnerships is working closely with the federal agencies and voluntary organizations to make sure that the number one thing that's important in a disaster, and that's the victims and their families, are taken care of in disasters. So, you know, we'll work with other agencies, get the job done to make sure that we get the food and get the shelter to these people as needed. Peter, is it your sense that you or the American people, for that matter, or even locals, yet have a grasp of the enormity of this catastrophe? I, I believe that uh, the, the the dynamics of this uh, disaster will be understood in the weeks to come. I think that you know, right now in the response mode that, we're, we're, that I'm in, for instance, so focused on getting help to the families who need the help, it's the bigger, the, what happens down the road will be addressed as we get to it. But we've worked hard as a Red Cross with local communities to make disaster plans, to be prepared, train our volunteers. We have over 2,000 volunteers coming into the coastal area to help in this relief operation. That's our focus. There's people out there that need us, and we won't let them down. We'll get them food, water, and shelter. I know they appreciate it, and there's, there's nobody more welcome at a, at a disaster site than the National Red Cross. I know that firsthand. Uh, Peter, is, is, it no, is it understood outside metropolitan New Orleans the, the, the severe need for boats to try to go out and rescue human beings from rooftops? And if so, is there something in place that allows people to figure out how to get private flat-bottom boats in here? Well, rescue and recovery operations are not the responsibility of the American Red Cross. We can serve as advocates for the families in need and, and keep advocating different ways to get it done. But we're a support mode of taking care of the families and their feeding, their clothing, and their emergency needs. But we work side by side with all agencies, local police, state, federal agencies, and together we'll take care of those needs of families who are out there and need assistance. They're not forgotten. We're just trying to figure out how best to get them and how best to get help to them. That is the first thing that has to be done, and it is proving very difficult to do. Peter Tehan from the National Red Cross. I, I'm guessing that there are millions of people sitting out in our listening and viewing audience now who are beginning to understand, though I assure you, you don't yet, beginning to understand the enormous of this, natural, this national disaster. Um, and, I, and I'm guessing that 
that you're sitting there going, wow, what can I do? I, and I know one of the first things you can do if you if you have the inclination is write a check to the National Red Cross. Uh, they're going to need it. They're going to need it desperately uh, within the weeks and months ahead. We'll have continuing coverage of the rescue and recovery effort here in New Orleans and in southeastern Louisiana across southern Mississippi. Uh, hundreds of people, according to the mayor of New Orleans and the president of Jefferson Parish, still on rooftops more than 30 hours after the storm came through, hoping that at some point someone will come in and rescue them and their families. The disaster of New Orleans and South Mississippi. Continuing coverage on Fox News Channel in a moment. For the world beyond the disaster area here in Louisiana and South Mississippi, important to consider the economic impact of all of this, which it now appears is going to be enormous. Joining us now is Tobin Smith, a Fox News contributor. He's the founder and chief investment strategist for Change Wave mm -hmm. Research and is live with us in our Washington bureau. Hey, Tobin, uh, what does this do to gas prices? How high and for how long? Well, well, Shep, obviously gas prices are going to be over $3 on a national average. I mean, you have to look at two things. First off, oil is one of the issues we have. Natural gas, which we'll get to in a second, is even a bigger issue, I, I think, if you look at the bigger picture. But we're going to have wholesale prices at about $2.60 as of today. Usually add another $0.60 cents to that to get to wholesale the retail price. Wholesale prices. Yes, correct. Wholesale prices close today above $2.50. So we're going to be at $3.20 in most parts of the United States uh, over the next seven to eight days uh, simply because we have, you know, pipelines down there, Shep, as you know. I mean, most people never really realize that 35% of our uh, United States domestic production for oil and uh, for transportation of oil comes out of this area. We have three major pipelines as well. They're down here too, right, Tobin? Yeah, we have uh, we have about 18% of all refining in the United States is down in Mississippi and Louisiana. Of that, we have at least six of those plants out. Thankfully, the Baton Rouge plant, which happens to be the largest one in the United States, is still going, albeit at a diminished uh, supply. But uh, with six to eight plants out, the problem is, is this, uh, Shep. We have, we go to 21 million barrels a day of oil. We can only refine 17 million barrels. And because of the shortage uh, in our pipelines, because we have pipelines that go to Chicago, we have pipelines that go to Virginia, that all emanate, begin out of Louisiana area. Uh, is a very good likelihood. And we, we don't yet know what happened to these oil wells, right? We, well, we, don't, we don't know what happened out there yet, any more than we know what happened in southern Plaquemines County. Right. Now, 92% of, of production is shut down right now, Chef. That is that is the number from the mineral right. uh, But I was service. talking about the long term. You know, it, are they able to get them back up and going? Do we know that yet? You don't know that yet. But, but clearly, uh, what we learned from Ivan is that it's not above the waters that's so scary, Chef. It's what's below the water. Because what you don't see is thousands and thousands of miles of connecting pipes and tubes. That's how that oil gets on shore. Uh, during Ivan, we had many of those things absolutely blown apart. They're shut down. There's no oil going into the water. It's not like we're losing gas or oil. They're shut in. But the, the amount of time it takes you to shut it down, it takes you two to three times the amount to extract, get it up and going again. Yeah. So it's, it's very well, likely. I, I, didn't, I don't want to interrupt you, but, the, but I want to talk about the other, the other thing here. Sure. Uh, this is going to require, they haven't said it yet maybe, but this is going to require an enormous federal effort. And according to locals who were just beginning to try to think about estimates, tens of billions of dollars, what does that do to the federal government? Well, 
listen, the federal government, through FEMA, through other agencies, does uh, reserve against us. I mean, th this money will come out of reserves. This will come out of operating budgets. And you know what? It will uh, potentially add to the deficit. But listen, Sheriff, uh, I know how disaster it is down there. But, I mean, we do have to think of the fact and put in perspective. We have an $11 trillion economy in the United States. Uh, yeah, this part true. of the area is going to be and rebuilt. these people gonna... will recover. And they will. And a hard break gonna... here, Tobin. I wish I didn't, but I have to go because Neil Cavuto's on deck. The best in business next and continuing coverage from New Orleans, South Mississippi, and beyond. There you go. And, you, you know, know the interesting thing, Bill, when you mentioned, he mentioned uh, Hugo and Andrew, those were stronger storms than Katrina. Yeah, they were. Because yeah. Andrew was Andrew ended up being a five and Hugo was a four. And yes, Katrina at one point was a five. But by the time it hit land, Katrina was a three. Except that the damage yeah. done it was by the failure of the levees that, that did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was the failure of the levees, levees that did a lot of the damage. Um, and, and they Ida, did talk on WWL that they thought things were going to be better because they did know well, that, that after all of that, and of course it was they hadn't really I, been worked on since the twenties, and they did a lot of work on them after that. And they they were trying to reassure as bad as things are in New Orleans, they were trying to that was part of their coverage that they were saying the levees should be you know we have much better hurricane I, prevention now. Oh oh yeah, I and, and, I, and Ida was about similar to in the strength in New Orleans to what Katrina was, Correct. but the Correct. damage was not I, near as bad. And they said the no, levees the no. levees did hold up because they, they had, certainly they certainly they did. had they had put all these electronic pumping pu pumping stations in the boiler was being pumped out it was they, they, it's, it's amazing the technology they've got today which they which they didn't have back in 2005 and uh, yeah. that that came from September 2nd by the way because that what George W was celebrating there or commemorating was the anniversary of the signing of the peace uh, accord with uh, General MacArthur on the, right. on the boat on the ship so that's what was remember, September 2nd so I remember the WBL coverage in 2005 originally when they first went off the air and then they got it took them a day or two to get them back on the air because and with all the 21 stations in New Orleans and their door their door went down in the studio on air and there, there's an air check out there but the whoa our door it was like eight in the morning on Monday and it was like whoa this is scary this is yeah, well, the feeling is, uh, was for a day or so that they dodged the bullet because the hurricane was, was lesser, you know, wasn't quite as strong when it came ashore as people had right. thought it would be. And, and then the levees broke on Tuesday. That was Monday. Well, it, when it, it looked, it, Chris, it looked like they had dodged a bullet, and the yeah. levees broke in the middle of the night, Monday night into Tuesday morning. That's when the yeah, levees broke. in the morning. I was listening. It broke. Yeah. I was watching CNN when the levees broke. Now, Chris, I'm sure that's going to – you were doing what now? <laughs> but, yes, I was uh, yeah. watching CNN yeah. when the levees broke at about 1 o'clock on Tuesday morning. And for those, like I said, for those of you that don't know what they did, I mean, as soon as they could get every station in New Orleans, at least the – well, and think of what came out of it afterwards. WRNO decided, hey, we can go talk after all this. WWL said, hey, we can go AM and FM. Mm -hmm. All the different, I mean, the radio stuff that came out of that coverage. You know, they said, we had some format changes. We can, we can do the WBL and go on the FM, WRL. Well, what, what I remember is a few weeks later when the Saints, of course, were, were in, um, where were they? Uh, Sean, San Antonio, right? San Antonio, they yeah. And so the Saints games would be on, and I'd listen to them. And they were saying to people, come back. We have jobs that are begging. We, we can't run right. our economy without people because, you know, there were everybody's gone. Everybody took yeah. off. They had to leave. Well, you know, and it's they funny were begging them to come back. Whereas this time they're trying to tell them, "Don't come back. You have you will have no water. You will have no air conditioning. It's going to be 95 yeah. degrees." So this time people know that it's 
going to be sooner than later that things will be okay, you know, and, another and, month or and so. And what, what, what happened was my stepdaughter had a, a birthday coming up, uh, oh, I know, so later, later in, in January she has a birthday, and we, the, the person that was uh, waiting on us, we went to a place called, uh, it doesn't exist anymore, it was the Golden Crust Bakery to get a birthday cake for her, and the lady was had left New Orleans because uh, there was nothing for her to go back to after Katrina, and she got a job at this yeah. bakery, well, and she well, was just telling us just how bad it was down there at the of, time. One of, your, one of our All Things Radio listeners, Jim in New Orleans, Jim in New Orleans ended up here at Austin Fall, and Gary got to meet him, and, you know, he was here, and, you know, he, he and now he's back in New Orleans, but, you know, he, he left and went to places because... Yeah, we know somebody else who lost their house. There was supposed to be somebody fixing it up, and instead of it, they were, like, basically, they had a contractor, but they didn't know yeah. who they were, and they kind of looted the house, so she's moved on to a couple places since then, so she never went back. Do you think 2005 when Katrina, do you think that had more effect on radio or 9-11 had more effect on oh, definitely I would 9/11. say I would say 9-11 on a national. I would too. Yeah. But on yeah. a for a new for the south, for the Mississippi and Louisiana, they yeah. might tell you Katrina. Yeah. For, yeah, I'd say, say, say it's I said national, not eleven, but local. As far as the way you cover a local storm, two thousand five. As far as your local area, I'd say it, you know. Well, I was I was on the air at nine eleven, and the thing is, it didn't matter where in the country you were; it right. affected everybody. Right. You know? I was. Course, um, hurricanes do too. Hurricanes do right. too, but but not like nine eleven. I mean, right. nobody quite it's, knew exactly what was going on. Well, I was at a conference that we were involved with on, on internet and accessibility, and how to make screen readers work best for the. Web. Web and how to make websites accessible, and when it was when our conference was interrupted, I don't. No one believed the the announcement when it came out, and and they canceled the conference. And uh, and my friend and I went. You know, we saw someone in one of the one of the uh, businesses in the plaza where I worked, and they had a TV on. Tim says, "Oh my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing." And he and he sat there for a minute, and he says, "I'm getting home. I'm going to drive you home." And we had a friend of ours who was a visually impaired lawyer. We drove her home as well. Got back home, and I couldn't. I couldn't even call my sister on the phone. I mean, everything was right. tied up. I couldn't even use my cell phone at the time. See, well, see now here when you talk about Katrina in, in the South, in the Midwest, the, you know, people here would tell you it is the 1993 flooding that would yeah. obviously be much yeah. bigger than Katrina here because you know Absolutely. we had no water and all that stuff. So here well, it was like, the 1983 like here flood. In Austin, they talk about the, the 1981 flood. Which I was not here for, but everybody but talks the, about how the that difference was, you know? is WWL because you have somebody who's prepared with when um, which uh, hurricane did we have of uh, in Houston three or four years ago? Nobody Harvey, was really yeah. prepared. Harvey. Harvey. Nobody was prepared to take it. KTRH was not prepared to take it and you know help out, out all no. these other stations. They were picking up TV coverage and everything. Nobody was was really covering it as a radio station. KTRH has been bad over the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah, they've got it. And I will tell you this: compare. I went around WJBO in Baton Rouge, which is their talk station, WRNO, the other talk station in New Orleans. They're both iHeart stations. And yes, the iHeart stations were covering stuff, but I know RNO was running stuff off of Fox 8 in New Orleans. WJBO 1150 was running stuff off the TV station in New Orleans. And we talk about, yes, Intercom, Odyssey, the budget cuts. But for what they did, leaving it with WWL, they they did. I mean, they did not have. They did not worry about budget cuts or anything. 
Yeah. Well, one of the things we always talk about is iHeart. The anomaly in iHeart is WBZ, that it still exists, that it's still a news station as crummy as it may be, but it's still a news station that they hardly know how to run a news station. You know, all almost all the major news stations are Odyssey news stations all across the country. So they know how to do it. Now back, in 90, now, back in 93, when we had the flooding, I, I don't think iHeart was quite at its height yet. So WHO no. had a good local news staff, and they were out. Uh, in fact, one guy almost got caught up when the levees broke in West Des Moines on a Saturday night. But um, they were out reporting like a local station should back then. And, yeah. and ev- everybody turned to them for the coverage of that. But I would almost bet you if we would have a major storm today... <clears throat> I think most people would turn on the TV first. Oh, of course. Or their smartphones. Or their Until smartphones. you lose cable. Well, yeah. yeah. That's There's right. That. TV is more vulnerable than radio because it's still the old yeah. transistor radios, and you can still and, listen to them. Because when we had this stuff. Go ahead, Gary. When we had this stuff last winter here, I didn't pay attention to the radio. And where in years past, I would have been listening to the radio a lot. Well, you had your power the whole time, though, right? I had, I had power most of the. I had about a fourteen or fifteen hour, hour out, you know, hour outage. But still, I knew that I couldn't get any kind of information on the radio, which uh, is too bad because that, WWL that is. WWL has proven that radio still can be used. Yeah. I'm sure even last night in New York, because that came up, you know, in a hurry, uh, that uh, WINS and WCBS probably did a very good job of, of covering that and, and other stations, too. They did. Well, they, me, certainly, me, they, they certainly did, because I, I, I don't sleep well at night, and I fall asleep at that radio station, and I heard the bulletins. They were just nonstop talking about the flooding. And people, I mean, there were, there were deaths in New York City from this thing last night. So, yeah. uh, 41 yes, there have been more deaths down yeah. uh, in New York than there have been in Louisiana. Yeah. Well, how about if we go to Riviera Beach, Florida, where there are any deaths where I can get a suntan, yeah. right? That's the happiest yeah. anyway. Let's do that, Jeff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like the sun. Yeah. <laughs> this week, I have a very special classic air check. We're taking the virtual time machine back to Riviera Beach, Florida, and we're going to listen to a radio station that I've never heard before. The radio station is WHEWAM, and they transmit it on a frequency of 1600. The radio announcer we're going to listen to is Chris Edwards, and we're going to hear what good old-fashioned Top 40 radio sounded like on May 25th, 1966. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station WHEWAM from Riviera Beach, Florida, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Bob Beach's number one song, Neil Diamond's Solitary Man. Sweet 16. Uh, don't, don't forget about the other side. Look before you leave. That can be just as big a smash on Sweet 16. 27 after 9 o'clock chime time. Let's open up the Goldies one time here. Sweet 16, golden classic. This very nice lady down at St. Mary's Hospital tonight. Connie Francis and Mama. Connie Francis and Mama. 
yes, indeed, Kimo Savvy. That's for Joe's mama tonight. Is that at St. Mary's Hospital? It's just for you, Kimo Savvy. Yes, indeed. 9.31 on Sweet 16, W-H-E-W, Riviera Beach, serving the Palm Beaches. David Ford with headlines. We'll be right back with Paperback Rider, the Beatles of the home of the young Americans. W-H-E-W, headline news. We have 73 degrees in the Palm Beaches at 9.31. Florida. Two railroads and the Jacksonville Terminal Company have asked the U.S. Supreme Court to bar resumption of unlimited picketing at the terminal until a final decision is made on its legality. The United States has taken a key step in its eight-year drive to land men on the moon in this decade. A prototype of the awesome Saturn V rocket that will send them there was unveiled today at Cape Kennedy. Police in Fort Lauderdale today reported they were investigating a group of boys who allegedly made explosives, planned a bank robbery, and produced LSD. The boys, who police described as laboratory geniuses, included two top seniors at the highly rated Experimental Nova High School. An eight-year-old boy was struck and killed by a bolt of lightning near West Palm Beach today. Authorities identified the boy as Stephen Ventura of Gramercy Park. He was reportedly playing in a street when the storm front passed over the area, bringing with it rain and the deadly lightning. Dateline National. A police officer testifying at a coroner's inquest in Los Angeles said his killing of a Negro motorist earlier in the month was an accident. Feeling has been high in the Watts District since the shooting. President Tito of Yugoslavia in power since 1944 today observed his 75th birthday. And according to a report by the government of Chile, floods have taken 15 lives and 30 others are still missing. Top story of the hour. Dateline Cape Kennedy. The Air Force today blamed last week's failure of an atlas carrying the Gemini 9 target satellite on a random short circuit. The cause of the Atlas engine to swivel out of control, this was their report. An Air Force statement said that, quote, it was not the result of any system deficiency or design weakness. The Atlas tumbled out of control 130 seconds after launch May 17th and crashed into the Atlantic Ocean without giving its Agena rendezvous rocket a chance to try for an orbit. <laughs> Metropolitan Palm Beaches, the weather forecast calls for partly cloudy skies through Friday with scattered showers likely at night. Winds will be from the south, 5 to 15 miles per hour variable. Rain probability, 70% tomorrow afternoon, other times 30%. Expect a low tonight, 68 degrees. The high tomorrow, 88. The low tomorrow night forecast to be once again 68. The relative humidity now stands at 84%. The winds come to us from the south at 5 miles per hour. The barometer, 29.86 and rising in the Palm Beaches, 73 degrees. W-H-E-W, ABC, Riviera Beach, home of the All-Americans, Those are the Beatles on Sweet 16. You're right in the middle of a Chris Edwards Beatle doubleheader. The station that invented Beatle doubleheaders years ago. <laughs> and uh, who do we have on the phone here? What's your name? Peggy Cromberger. And Peggy Cromberger goes to which school? Tommy Charles Elementary. Oh, lovely. Go ahead, Peggy. Four names. Okay. Danny and Brian. A very special dedication to John and his true love, Janet Hall. All right. Thank you very much. What's your name, please? Judy, sir. Oh, Judy from Watkins. Go ahead. Thank you very much, Judy Kasser. Uh, what's your name, please? Valerie Morgan. Hello, Valerie from Northboro. Go ahead. Sandy, Sharon, dear Jason, and Pat, a very special dedication to Jack. All right, let's see what other Beatles record we got to play. Will you please hand me the Beatles records? Let me see. Well, wait, what do we have here to play? The Beatles. Eight days a week, can't buy me love. 
A matchbox, slow down. I'll get you in the end. I want to hold your hand. Help, there's a place I know. She's a woman and I feel fine. Love me do, she loves you. If I fell in love with you, Dwayne Barnier, you can't find the record if you tried. Because we're gonna play it anyway. If I fell in love with you. All-Americans welcome the newest All-American, Day 4, the new morning mayor of the Palm Beaches. Be listening for the Day 4 show from 6 to 10 a.m. as WAGW's All-Americans continue to plan for your entertainment. in in the National League at the end of three innings. The Atlanta Braves won. The Cincinnati Reds also won. Also in the National League. That's beautiful. Right. Also in the National League at the end of three as he tries to break me up. The Chicago Cubs won and the St. Louis Cardinals won. Boy, you sure smell. Yes. (laughs) At the end of three innings, also in the National League, the Houston Astros three and the New York Mets nothing. Now what do we have, sir? Now can I do the American League? You, oh, you haven't. Go ahead, be my guest. <laughs> they demand equal time, you see. Okay, at the end of six innings, the Kansas City Athletics, three, and the Washington Senators, one, also in the American League. At the end of six, all tied up five to five, the Twins and the Red Sox. And uh, at the end of three innings, the Cleveland Indians, five, and the Detroit Tigers, nothing. One more time, Mickey Mantle drove in five runs with two homers to lead the New York Yankees to an 11-6 to six win over California. His homers gave him a career total of 477, which is more than Edwards could ever get, to inch him past Stan Musial and into eighth place in the all-time list, fella. Do it. That was just terrible. <laughs> My dog knows who feeds him, you know. The strange lungs, Willie and the hand giant. Sure shot. Hand jive, Willie and the hand jive, the strange loves. Doing an old Johnny Otis song from about ten years ago, Bucky. Yes. Right here at the home of Radio Song American Spleen. Tired of doing the same old thing? Yes. Then visit George's Cocktail Lounge and Restaurant. Open seven days a week from 10 a.m. till 5 a.m. Stop in for complete dinners, steaks, chops, or seafood prepared by Riley and served in the secluded candlelighted VIP room. Plan a big weekend of dancing to the music of TJ and the Whitecaps on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And remember, the package store is open seven days a week for your convenience. When you want a change that puts more fun in your life, change to George's Cocktail Lounge and Restaurant on 45th Street, just west of Highline, West Fall Beach. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alan. Alan Sands will be here tomorrow morning at about, uh, oh, it's 10 o'clock, but we hold him off until 1 because he doesn't like to work too much. Because we can't trust him. <laughs> this is Susan Christie. I love onions. I don't like snails or toads or frogs or strange things living under love. How very, very cool. 
talking about, Dave Black? Sweet 16's All-Americans continue to plan for your entertainment. By the sea, by the sea, by the beautiful sea. Yes, Sweet 16's All-Americans will be seeing you on the beach between 1 and 3 p.m. every weekend. Watch for us to liven up the scene as we pound the sand in our old-time bathing suits and with our WAGW Beach Umbrella. We'll be broadcasting swimming and surfing conditions right on the scene and we'll be giving away bowl up distributed by the Canada Dry Bottling Company and records for your listening pleasure, too. It's just another way the WAGW All-Americans are planning for your weekend entertainment. Fact, Chris Edwards over there this Saturday afternoon between 1 and 3 o'clock giving away all sorts of goodies. If there's room enough for you and I on the beach, Kimosabi, we will be there. <laughs> Let's open up the hit line. Number 10 tonight was sung by Lusty Dusty. Hit line. Number 10. <laughs> what was that you were telling me, Dave, about you were, you were cleaning your... Doing yes, uh, old story, a very old story, too old maybe. Uh, uh, a man up in the attic, an old Civil War veteran, going through all his old uh, relics and things and came across his Dusty Springfield! It's a fact that WAGW's All-Americans have given away more than $14,000 in merchandise and services in our coupon contest. It's a fact that WAGW's wonderful weekend is a first in the Palm Beaches. It's a fact that the All-Americans of WAGW are planning for your entertainment. W-H-E-W. Wilson Pickett. <laughs> Mind the night of a hat. Just won't do. Yeah. Woo. Number 29. Come on, Wilson. Come on. I got to have all of your love. I got to have it all of your love. Yes, got to have my hatred. Wilson Pickett. Yeah, if you hang out, I'll give you a popsicle in five minutes. <laughs> Sweet 16 W-H-E-W. Good evening, this is Ted Koppel, ABC New York, with World Wrap-Up, the sound of the news this Wednesday, May 25th. This is the Up to the Minute News, ABC's World Wrap-Up. W-H-E-W, ABC, Riviera Beach, home of the All-Americans, someone say, you know, America is in real trouble. Johnny C. and Day for Decision saw 26 of the WHW All-American Super Hitline. You heard tonight, counted down. Thank you, John. It's a great record. If you don't believe that one, there's something wrong there. <laughs> National League in the lone day game in the major leagues today. Pittsburgh 3, San Francisco 2. The rest of the games in both leagues under the lights. After five innings in the National League, St. Louis 2, the Chicago Cubs 1. Also after five, Cincinnati 1, Atlanta 1. After four innings, Houston 4, the New York Mets nothing. After three innings, Philadelphia 1, Los Angeles nothing. Over in the American League, the New York Yankees 11, California 6. After ten innings, Minnesota 7, Boston 5. A final score, Kansas City 3, Washington 1. After four innings, Cleveland 5, Detroit nothing.
nothing. And after six, it's Baltimore two, the Chicago White Sox one. Sweet 16 Shadows of Night following up their hit with Gloria. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the song has as much as Gloria. Did you, Dwayne? I don't, I don't think it has as much. We'll see if it becomes a hit, okay? Ten minutes after, 11 minutes after 10 o'clock, WHW Chime Time. May 25th, 1966. 73 degrees. Another first in the Palm Beaches on the home of the All-Americans, WHEW's Wonderful Weekend. From 6.05 Friday evening until midnight Sunday, here's solid gold every other record. The 12 Corbett. Swing all weekend long with WHEW's All-Americans, continuing to plan for your entertainment. Tired of doing this. Wow. What a crazy sounding radio station. You just got to hear radio station WHEWAM serving Riviera Beach, Florida on May 25th, 1966. And the radio announcer was Chris Edwards. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the show, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line. It's toll free and hassle free at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 in an option two for the podcast team. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Uh, was that, that was, the same, was, that was that the same guy? Chris Bridge who worked at WFUN. Wow, that's pretty good. And uh, unfortunately, he died in California. But I couldn't really pick up WHEW. I was on Miami Beach because we had the Miami operate Miami Marine operator on the same frequency along with WKWF and Key West. But they were a great radio station. Well, it sounded like as little as they were, 1600 doesn't go anywhere. They were trying to sound as much like WABC as they could. The echo chamber sounded the same. The jingles were the same. Oh, yeah. And they were an ABC affiliate, too. So they were trying to, for whoever could hear it, they were trying to capitalize on the many New Yorkers who would come down to Florida, you know, move down there or, or come down for part of the year. And uh, they had something sounding familiar. They're I have a lot American. more of that air check to go. That, when I got that thing, it's uh, it's an hour, a little over an hour, unscoped. So I, like that newscast, I had the full newscast, which I couldn't put in. Yeah, Ted that was Cop- a good newscast of what you did have, though. Ted Cop- said- doing radio. Ben Koppel, yes, well, he was working yeah, for ABC he Radio for yeah. years. They did. Wow. You know. They um, they were competing with WIRK, which was the twelve ninety on the yeah, dial. Yeah, I remember them when I was down there. Yeah, yeah, I remember them as well. I don't think they lasted before. very long. They changed several times, and now they're an ethnic station, so they didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I? I want to try something here. Before we, I was doing this with Sean, but Bernie, I'm doing WHTZ in uh, New York City because my daughter said you got to do a station that with music that I like, even though she couldn't be on the show. So since I know you, you know you're working at the station, I don't know if you play any of this music because I'm not that familiar with uh, all the music you guys play. So she said to me, "Well, uh, try telling, asking the people who, about these artists." So Olivia Rodrigo, yes, okay, uh, Selena yeah. Gomez. Yeah. Okay. Ed Sheeran, of course, we know who he is. Yeah, played plenty uh, of him. Now, uh, we, now we are pretty selective about some of these other artists that you're gonna that you're mentioning. Okay. How about Sean yeah. Mendez? You play like the song "Summertime" by the new song by Sum- "Summer" by Sean Mendez. We I think play, we play a Sean Mendez song, but we don't play that one. Okay. Well, I'm just curious because uh, I listen to the radio station and I, I, I try to listen with an open mind because you know it's not hip hop. It's not hip hop. <laughs> it's it, it is hard, but you know what? 
I was very surprised. One of the things I was surprised at was they actually, it, rather than people just texting in to win, they actually took phone calls for winners, which you don't see too many uh, too many radio stations these days. And they tried to be as topical as they could for the audience that they had. And uh, what can I say? They're number seven. They're they're tied with WNEWFM in New York City, and they're rated number seven. And that's not bad because they, for a long time, they had a lot of problems, and they they went through a number of changes over the years since they first started in August 2nd, 1983. Now, I will say, like you mentioned Ed Sheeran, most of his songs are very much crossover from Top 42 AC, you know. I'm in love with well, the body. Well, they're, they're pretty you know, most yeah, of they're pretty his easy. are safe enough to play on AC. Yeah. I didn't know all this. I didn't know all the artists, but when I listened to it, I said, "Well, you know, they're not playing rap. They're not playing hip hop. So they're playing." And Ed, by the way, Bernie, some of the stuff I hear, the playlists are really, really something that gets on the top forty is there for a long, long time. Not not like it used to be when, when back in the sixties. You hear the same songs a lot. So uh, yeah, it's amazing they don't burn out, but they just they don't. I guess so. What can I say? Over to you, Bill. All right, I want to thank everyone for participating. And you bring a whole lot to the table each and every week. It's an honor to be able to work with you. Um, have a great weekend. Tim will be up right after this in the next 10 minutes. Tim, you What year? Be, what year is it, Tim doing tonight? 1982. I think oh, 1982. Good year. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how I remembered that, but 1982. Tim's going to come up with. So here we go. Thank you for everything. Next week, we'll be back with a whole lot more, maybe. This week, we're traveling to New York City, and we're going to hear how today's Top 40 radio sounds. The station we're going to listen to is radio station WHTZ-FM. The station began life on August 2nd, 1983, and over the years, the station has undergone numerous changes. While this is not the Top 40 station that I'm used to listening to from the 50s and 60s, it does represent what the kids today are listening to when they listen to the radio. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy their afternoon drive personalities, Maxwell and Chris, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. extend that that invitation, right? We have to. Alright, so um, let's take like the next five people that hit us up. Mm. 800-242-0100. You want to get in and um, first off, this is absolutely free for it's everyone. Free. Come through tomorrow. Yeah, on 29th Street in the city, but get on our VIP list. That means that we're going to get you some like extra like, you, you know, you know. You know the vibe. Look it up. Come on. Discover new music. Crystal, before we get into this uh, Sean Mendez and Tiny Summer of Love, how about we shout out the folks that we just added to the guest list? Sound oh, good? Oh, yes. Right, Jennifer got, and Raquel. Can't wait to party with you guys tomorrow what at Chapter 29. See you, Maria and Christian. We got you hooked up as well. And yeah, remember, it's all the way free. So uh, all the details are online at Z100.com or on our IG story. Come now, rooftop, chill with us. Here is Summer of Love on Z. 
was on that right there hit that hit close to home right there dude okay <laughs> what's the name of that teacher that you just cannot get out of your mind that you totally have a crush on oh she put it all the way out there okay don't don't be embarrassed he's not listening he probably is oh my god with our luck he would be listening <laughs> So we're going to say, Mr. Fill-in-the-blank, what class does he teach? Science. Okay, little science daddy. Uh, little, Not little, mad at there's it. There's a, a different meaning to the word chemistry class. Right. Okay. See what's happening. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the gravitational pull. The gravitational pull. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you listen to it, you know it's a ball. Yes. It's pretty lit. Superstars, plus your your tickets to see Maroon Five coming up in under like fifteen twenty minutes. I think we hooked that up, right, Crystal? Absolutely. Okay, so are you ready for this? Get ready for to doom. Do you understand? Like, do you know what to doom is? To doom. Yeah. T U D U M. To doom. No. To doom. To doom. To doom. To doom. To doom. To doom. How do you even pronounce that? I thought it was to doom. I think it's to doom. What is to doom? Now you recognize that. You recognize that sound right there, right? Looks like Netflix is gearing up for something pretty big. It's going to be, it's called To Doom, T-U-D-U-M. It's going to be their very first ever live stream event where they're going to be showcasing all of their shows, well, a lot of their shows, over uh-huh. 70 of their shows like Bridgerton, The Crown, uh, The Witcher, uh, Money Heist, Cobra Kai, all that. Coming up September 25th, uh-huh. live stream. Biggest stars, biggest creators from around the world. So um, just get get yourself prepared cool. for this, all right? To Doom. <laughs> Tastes like strawberries. 
sugar. Check, 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 one, two. Two hours commercial free. We ain't gonna stop. Wait, wait, don't stop. With Maxwell and Crystal. On Z100. Baby, bet, hey, Cobra X, hey. Commercial free, baby. Maxwell and Crystal on this hump day. Z100, New York's number one hit music station. Our girl Selena Gomez, she does have her new Hulu series, Only Murderers in the Building. She says that she's really excited to be cast as someone her own age for the first time. I mean, the thing that's really amazing about this new series is that apparently it like debuted 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So oh, that's, okay. That's a big thing. And, yep, uh, that's on Hulu. She's uh, working on her new album saying that she has so much to say. Yes, she has a new single coming out, too, with the Colombian artist. His, it's going to be called 999. Here she is. Took you like a shy. Thought that I could chase you with a cold evening. I know I go back to Mars and Anderson Pack skates on commercial free Z100. It's Maxwell and Crystal, and um, how about we say congratulations to Landon Freehold because she just scored these Maroon 5 tickets. Congratulations, Landon. She's waiting patiently on hold right now. It's probably like, why do they have me on hold? Because we're going to give you some we'll good news in, in a second, second, girlfriend. Hey, um, don't know if you saw this. Olivia Rodrigo, excuse me, sorry for butchering your name, Olivia Rodrigo, but she decided to add Paramore as one of the uh, credits this song right here. Obviously oh, okay. influenced by Paramore. Wow. And if you want to watch this, come to life at our iHeartRadio Music Festival. She's going to be hitting the daytime stage. Come uh, through. Yeah, 5.30-ish is when we're going to be a chance at some free passes, mm-hmm. by the way. All right? Uh, let's turn it up now. Good for you. It's on Z100. Well, there you go. The sound of today's Top 40 Radio is heard on radio station WHCZ-FM with Maxwell and Crystal. And while this is not the Top 40 Radio that I'm used to listening to from the 50s and 60s, it really is a pretty good-sounding radio station. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there are any other radio stations that you'd like me to feature, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.